I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody for this week's episode of Drink of Ages Radio Show here on ESPN 97.5. He's Tom Painter. I'm John Denman. We are hanging out in Jersey Village, and Andrew Mitchum is our guest Howdy. over at Senate Avenue Brewing Company. We are back. It's funny, John. So, like, we we actually were here during at MLK Day, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like a couple weeks back. Yeah, it was supposed to be a very light drinking day for us, but then it just it kind of wait. What do you mean? Something we we had several beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, What happened? And then we, um, yeah. Well, uh, I don't remember what happened, but y'all showed up. uh, We showed up. We went different directions. That that's when uh, we're we're at the crossroads. We're easy to get to. It's sort of just you know. Sometimes you just appear here. You're like, what? Wait, how did I get here? I was here last week. There you go. As a matter of fact, yeah, yeah. played some golf. Yeah, what did you do? Yeah, so 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 when John uh, messaged me uh, late last week, it was like, "Hey, we're doing this show at Senate," and I was just like, "Oh, well, that makes sense." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we we played around a golf where we're at Jersey Meadow, and yeah, when you play golf at Jersey Meadow, you need to stop by Senate Avenue and Got have to. have a pint or. Three or four and a burger yeah, and turned into some, yeah, turned into an ordeal. It was, yeah, it was good. It was a good game of golf. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty decent course out there. Yeah, it's getting better. Hit the ball pretty well, so I, I, I felt pretty good about myself coming over here. And it was like, man, you, you need a pint. Is this the same course that McShaffrey has? This? It is. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Yep. Same one. Legendary. It was a little different out there this time. Uh, legendary course or legendary McShaffrey? All of it. <laughs> All yeah. of it. Legendary tournament. Mostly McShaffrey. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one day, John, John and I should just do a show with, like, just, like, a whole – we'll do a whole legend series of, like, people of Houston that, like, they aren't they, – they're involved in craft beer, but they don't own a brewery per se. But oh, yeah, like, Mark like, Beer, number one. Mark yeah. McShaffrey, I, I, he is uh, – Gustavo Vincenti from Sierra Nevada, he, he is – uh, so, uh, uh, all hands on, like all hands being open here and honest. So, so Mark and I, uh, were partners at Creekwood grill. Um, and originally when, when he, like a liaison reached out to me, Chad Pillbeam, it was like, Hey, sure. you need to meet this man and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, Cypress, Jersey village. This is a weird area. I don't know. Craft it's beer. Unknown. Like, yeah. You know, um, this is years ago. Now it's exploded into right. like this weird craft beer. Uh, corridor, oh, really, sure. but uh, but it was like I was like Mark Mashafri. I don't know. I, I, and I reached out to a few people, and Gustavo Vincenti, who's over at Sierra Nevada now, uh, he was like, "Oh, Mark, he's the king of Cy- think of Tony Soprano and Cyprus." <laughs> and they, uh, he's like on the you know Cipher Chamber Chamber of Commerce. He's on a lot of different committees. He does so much charity work. But I'd say he's probably one of the biggest advocates for craft beer, especially on the, the northwest side. Uh, you, you you can't talk about craft beer on the northwest side without talking about Mark. And by the way, Gus, super nice guy at uh, Wild West Brew Fest. He was my next next door neighbor, and he was so nice, so nice. And then 
I love Sierra Nevada pale ales. Like that's what like brewers drink. One of the best. One of the best. And uh, and he gave me a, a whole lot to go. So I really appreciate him. He, he is one of the nicest people. And he's a great meet. guy. And he's one of those. Super shout out to him. He there's was so a uh, <laughs> there's a couple years back where uh, when Drink of Ages Pub existed, the uh, it was like this weird. It was it was almost doomed to like like to fail because it was a, it was a it was. Because John had a dream of maintaining this craft beer bar. It was a, it was a, this very intimate craft beer bar in the middle of out right outside downtown Houston. And, but like, there'd be nights where the storm, it would be like lightning strikes. And all of a sudden, a door would open, and then it's where all industry would go. And then you would see like it would be like bent from brash, and some days it would be like it was the one day Gus had a bad day. He came in and it was f bombs, and I just need a drink. And I yada, don't believe it. it was Not like, that guy. It was like holy. <laughs> hell. I mean, magic happened at that bar. Oh yeah. It's uh, like even at, the more I think about it, like as you get older, like I'm like drink of ages, like like pub. It's it, it was a mythical place. He was but, such, he was so cool because at, at that event, you know, I've got Cinnamon Avenue Brewing Company, which is three and a half barrel, tiny, nano brewery. And you've got Sierra Nevada right next to me. I think it was, must have been alphabetical the way that that was set up. But uh, he he was he was giving me all sorts of advice because he's been in the industry for a really long time. And that's Houston craft beer is kind of like that. You just find a lot of people like yourselves who uh, who who are just ambassadors of of beer and just want everybody to to make good beer. And so he was he was very good at that. So I appreciate him. Uh, you just called us dinosaurs too. Uh. <laughs> People like you. Been around here a while. Been around here just, a long, long time. His heart grew three sizes bigger. <laughs> I'm just sitting here and it's like just happy drinking my beer. Yeah. <laughs> listening listen to this. Uh, no, man, it's, the industry is a fun industry and you, know, you, you have so many people that are willing to help. And it just, I get to start asking questions and people are like, oh, I'll be happy to help. Yeah, you, you got to ask questions, especially when you're new, and you're going to ask some really dumb questions. And uh, you get some looks, that's all right, but yeah, that's how you survive. Ask I mean, some dumb questions. When you, when you opened up, uh, you, you, I'm sure you had a pretty good idea of how you wanted to do things, and uh, like, it's a pretty good take on, like, this is, this is the beers I want to make, this is I think how I need to make them, this is my, how I think things should be done. And did, that, did it kind of work out that way? No, not, not not even a little bit, because <laughs> uh, as, as you know, we opened up uh, in October, uh, late September, early October of 2020, which was the year of hell, and um, we had a lot of equipment that wasn't working properly, as we talked about earlier. Make sure your equipment works. Yes. Um, and 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 so it was it was uh, we were very lucky because uh, silver lining to COVID. We, we had a lot of people who were out of work, unfortunately, but they, they, we were the first brewery to open up. And so we had a lot of people coming to us that had a lot of experience and brought the processes that we needed and, and helped us. Uh, the original plan was, was for me to be serving beer behind the bar, and that, that's adorable. That's an adorable thought now. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, no, you wouldn't even be serving. You'd just be hanging out behind the bar, enjoying all of this, right? I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just, I'm just, sometimes I'm just standing back there marveling at everything, that, that we have such great staff and such great people that came in and helped us out. Um, to get us to be where we are today, we're, we're, we're pretty busy. Well, you guys Tuesday launched, and, what, summer COVID? 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was like fall of COVID. It was well, fall it was, COVID, it was yeah. late 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 September, early October. Yeah, you, you tried to avoid one disaster, and you went right right into ERCOT, which uh, which is we're about a year, I think, next week. From I, I mean, it's just crazy how how much we've gone through. Um, all breweries have gone through craziness, but that was um, an interesting time to open. So, but we we made us made it through, and um, I, I think we. Uh, followed the protocols that we needed to, to follow and people showed up and they've supported us and still alive still alive and kicking so hey you you're you're a little not just a brewery but you're like a little neighborhood stop sure yeah which yeah. is good a right? community it's, hub a community yeah. hub yeah. It, it, the, the the northwest side is is really lacking as far as uh the craft beer scene in my opinion i think that's going to change over the over the coming years and that's a good thing um, but we designed this spot to be this, the place to go for Jersey Village. We, we designed it with the sort of blinders on. We really didn't care too much about Houston as a whole. We cared about the people that live within a mile of us um, that can get here via bike or wagon or walking. And uh, that, appeals, that apparently appeals to a lot of people beyond one mile. And uh, so I think, I think all breweries uh, in Houston really figure out, hey, what pays the bills is um, the, the, the people who are loyal to you. And so you continuously uh, make the beers that they like, um, make, make the atmosphere they like. And uh, that, that was our whole goal. You it's kind of – I'm not completely countering yeah. you on this. I mean, I know, like, when you – you know, the Northwest Territory seems to have been ex- between Misfit Outpost, Love like, Below. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Paradigm, uh, you know, recent, yeah, a Klaus. Uh, I mean, like, like it seems like this whole area is. I still is, think there's becoming bump, like very, you know, you know, Fire Ant, Bearded Fox. I mean, it's but becoming. But that's still that, uh, Jersey Village of Tomball. It's like two different. Yeah, Tomball is a good thirty-minute drive. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of them, as you mentioned, Par- Paradigm, uh, and then, um, oh gosh, uh, Misfit Outpost. They opened up after after we sure, did. Yeah. So prior to that, it was it was Klaus, great German brewery up the street from us, Carbach right down 290, um, and Bearded Fox and all those are sort of Eleven in the Tomball area. Yeah. Eleven Below is more Willowbrook, which is pretty close by. Yeah. But uh, still, I mean, you're not. You're, I still think there's there's plenty more that that could uh, have, could have you ever been to Sugarland, Missouri City Stafford uh, uh, <laughs> we, we, we have no I haven't there's a reason <laughs> we, 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 we have yeah. Texas Leaguer and and it's holding the fort real well that's in Missouri City <laughs> nowhere close to Stafford and Sugarland. <laughs> it's all there John. yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I five, mean it, five, five minutes from my house and and nothing around for 20 minutes mm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes out. What, what comes out in the next year or two? Um, not exactly the greatest. Still not exactly the greatest time to open anything right now. But uh, hopefully that's changing. And um, you know, we're we always you know we were helped by so many people, and we're happy to help anybody who's coming up. And we'll give you recommendations on what to do, not what not to do. We got a lot of recommendations of what not to do. So <laughs> <laughs> I read a book on that one. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Kelly Meyer he wrote his book like how how not how to, how not to start a damn brewery, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is. I mean, there's so much so much involved in. You know, I've spoken with so many breweries yeah, from even like so many people that are opening up breweries like that have ambitions, and we start 
talk about their business plans and everything and, and what they have in mind. And I was like, that sounds great. It sounds really good when you read it. <laughs> you know, the, that that's how, yeah. that's how it's going to go. But the execution is obviously the hardest part of, of any business plan. And mm-hmm. um, our business plan, the very first one, was not going to be this. Actually, it wasn't going to be even this big. It was going to be a one-barrel, uh, like just a bunch of friends brewing. And then we'd you know, have food trucks and stuff. And then it, it turned into... A much bigger uh, endeavor. Um, so you just got to be flexible, got to be open, and, and I'm glad we did. I'm, I'm very glad that we were flexible and we we opened up something that became a neighborhood staple um, and a Northwest Side staple. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think that anyone with a business plan, yeah, be flexible. That's probably my biggest advice. Make sure your equipment works and be flexible. <laughs> And make sure you're backed with capital. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah make sure you got plenty of money too. Yeah, money, money fixes a lot of That's problems. That's pretty helpful. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a. Uh, I mean, it's not just this industry, also, right? I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of yeah. like a well, normal our, our, thing. If you're going to open up a, a bakery, yeah, it, it's just there's too many too many obstacles in the way, and then then once you ha- open up, you're like, this is going to be the biggest seller, and then it's going to be something completely sure. different. And, and, you know, our, our capital came from uh, friends of mine in the neighborhood. We, we had a beer group in the neighborhood, and everyone was like, hey, there should be a brewery. And I'm like, you know what? You're dang right. There should be a brewery. And uh, we started planning it, and all, all that capital came from friends. And so this brewery is 100% owned by just people who love craft beer and live in Jersey Village. Yeah. And, that that's actually a pretty pretty amazing story on its own. Yeah, yeah. That, that like I can see like all my buddies that we all sit around in the park and in our driveways and drink beer together. Just like, oh, hey yeah. man, let's just open up a brewery in Pearland. That's that's pretty much exactly what we did. Was we had a driveway group, a bottle share, and we were like, hey, let's just pull our money together and. Who's who's gonna be the person to run it? And I'm like, oh, well, some of the do best it. decisions ever made. Yeah. I'm the mayor. I, I, I will get this passed. Yeah, I I will, I, I, I kind of know some people. I can probably get something done. So well, that was pretty much how it went down. I mean, what's awesome about you is like, it's like, yeah, yes, you were the mayor of like Jersey Village, and your wife is involved, right? Like, right. She's a city council member. She's a city member council. now. Like, yeah. But like during the ERCOT fiasco, like last year, like. This brewery actually became a community hub. Oh, right? absolutely. Which is the, you know, every brewery, I know at No Label, we've literally, when Harvey was happening, we had, we have enough space where we, helicopters were, were landing and taking off for like, like, oh, for that's the, awesome. like National yeah. Guard. The, and that's the role that breweries sometimes play. Exactly. We do become community hubs. And you yeah. are actually a commu- an, uh, an elected community leader, right? Yeah, right, right. Uh, and they just happened to have this facility. Right. Yeah, so a city facility. But yeah, at the time that, that the the horrible freeze happened coming up on a year ago, um, we were on some sort of weird power grid that our power did never went out. It blinked once. And we had heat, we had light, we had water, we had food, we had everything, and we just became a community spot. Um, and we were sort of like you said, at, at no label, you had helicopters taking off. We had people that were basing their operations out of here to go help uh, distribute food, distribute water, um, and make sure people were okay. So, but that's again, yeah, that's the role of breweries. We're different from most other establishments, in my opinion, because the people who start them are community community oriented. And um, I, I really haven't met a brewery owner yet that 
would not give the shirt off their back to somebody else uh, if they needed it. So, well, I mean, like Spinal Tap during Harvey, you know, Brody over there, he's running trucks for the JJ Watt Foundation and stuff mm-hmm. like like that going on. Like like Saint, like St. Arnold, it, like oh, literally yeah. every time there's anything that requires the city, like like they're there. Like 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 breweries and breweries in the community go lock and step. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I think it's the type of people who run them, type of people who start them, the way they're the way they're started up. And really, from the very, very beginning, and talking to this dad's group that I was that that I started was was really we, we just want to be a, we want to be a, not just at the center of the community. We want to be here when times are tough, not when times are just always great. But times are gonna be tough. There's gonna be we're in Houston, guys. Floods, hurricanes. Uh, who knew there'd be an ice storm? Ice storms. Uh, you, you know, it's just gonna happen, and we're gonna be the spot. We 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 have had vaccination clinics here. We've had. Uh, you know, we've we've done a lot of different drives for the community with the community at heart. So that's our goal. We want to keep doing that. Hopefully, we'll stick around. I think the difference is though, like a lot of people, a lot of breweries, it's like we're trying to get a pulse on the people in the community. Yada yada yada. You're you are essentially the leader, the the man with the DNA in this brewery, right? And you've actually got the votes from the the people, so you you kind of know where they stand. <laughs> I just try to keep like, them happy. <laughs> just keep making good beer. Just keep making. Yeah, at this point, right? Make good beer, make good food. Right. This, first, this first one's good. Yeah, Thank this you. one this one was really good, and I'm out. So we're gonna have to take a break and come back and get some more. We are hanging out at Senate Avenue Brewing Company. Andrew Mitchell is our guest. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. We'll be right back. Back in 2012, Travis and Chris, along with their father, Wesley, decided to open up Harris County's first legal distillery, and Whitmire's Distilling was born, crafting excellent whiskeys and vodka. They were making true Texas spirits, not just putting a picture of Texas on the bottle. Stop by the new distillery at Sam Houston Parkway in 249, or go by the new tasting room located at the former Buffalo Bayou Brewing Facility of Nolden near I-10 and T.C. Gesture. Learn more about this veteran and family-owned distillery at Whitmire's.com. Our good friends at Valentin's in Pearland have been pumping out some great beers at the newly finished Tap Room and Brew House. Lots of indoor and outdoor seating for you to enjoy their multi-award winning beers. With one of the most diverse tap selections, you are guaranteed to find your next favorite brew. Valentin's Brewing, veteran and family owned. Bring the whole family. Kids and pets are welcome. Easy drive to Pearland. Tap Room is open Thursday through Sunday with food truck on site. Valentin's.com. We will see you there. Hi, this is Robert, Elder Son Brewing. We're family-friendly and pet-friendly, open Thursday through Sunday. We offer styles from a wit up to a black IPA to a stout to a porter, all styles. Come on in and try the newest brewery in Houston, Elder Son Brewing. Hi, it's Tom from No Label Brewing down in Katy, Texas. Come out and visit us seven days a week in historic Katy, right between the silos. If it's the weekend, it's live music, it's beer releases, it's food trucks, vendors, HX markets, more. Can't make it on the weekend? Don't worry, we're open seven days a week. So coming out for bingo nights, trivia nights, run clubs, there's so much going on out here between the silos. So if you're looking for craft beer and a good time, come out to Katy, Texas, come out to No Label. We're back. This is Drink of Ages here on ESPN 97.5. 
John Denman, Tom Painter. We're back from playing the banana pudding uh, enterprise. Um, hey, just wait for it, man. Uh, I'm going to take over the whole banana pudding world. Uh, listen, done. I love you know you love bananas. I think, yeah, think we established yeah. this with the So this <laughs> John and bananas uh, run hand in hand. Uh, no, 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 no. Hand and banana. Uh, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that I need to explain this a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Let's elaborate. Yeah, uh, because that can be taken a lot of ways. <laughs> so, yeah, no label. Gray Brewery on the west side. They do make a beer called El Jefe, huh. which happens to be one of the most popular beers they make. I always, like, every time I see a picture of El John Jefe or it. something, <laughs> I, I make a bunch of weird banana pictures and send it to them. Cause <laughs> it, it's just, you know, I mean, it's traditional in styles, oh, yeah. the bananas, oh, yeah. cloves, and all that. Yeah, it's absolutely. just not, yeah. it's just not my speed. Right, right. right. So, um, ever since the first, I don't know, 50 pictures of me sitting bananas, every time I see El Jefe, Tom brings up bananas. Banana. I feel like Tom's going to get a bunch of pictures of bananas from this. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. So, uh, uh, Andrew so, Mitchum is our guest. We're at Senate Avenue Brewery geez. over here in Jersey we are, Village. We are still at Senate Avenue Brewery the, uh, in Jersey Village. But, yes, so on the market, El Jefe is our number one selling beer. Uh, there are a lot of beers that are creeping up on it. However, in our tap room, and this is this is very strange. It's a weird place to be. El Jefe has always typically been number one in the tap room, and whatever happens in the tap room has been very ind- indicative of what's happening in the market. However, in the past year, 1980, our Colts has 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 basically like just came up behind, slit El Jefe's throat, and just kind of like just. It's just, just slowly every, and, and it's been consistent the past like four or five months. Yeah, and I believe it. It's it's a it's a strange animal because we're, we're in this, we 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 see the distro numbers and we see the we see the taproom mm-hmm. numbers and we're like and there's 1980 1980 is like hey guys no bananas that light beer is so hot right now yeah no, well so spindle tap same thing right uh, distro Color wise IPA is just. Still killing it. Oh, IPA yeah. is killing it. Distro kegs, draft, package, all that. But the tap room, uh-uh. Nope. Calavera Lager and Proper Pills. I, I totally the believe The two it. top sellers. I, I would say, especially the area that we're in, we have just this every third, fourth person through the through the line is like, I don't really drink craft beer. Well, what, what do you have? And and it's the Blonde or the Pilsner or, or any other anything light. Hey, quick, and, quick question. Yeah. Where, where are we drinking? Right now, we're drinking the uh, Smoke Show Jalapeno uh, this Blonde. This beer is really delicious. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it is like, really good. It is like, it has, well, I'm trying to like figure it like, out. So, yeah, smoked pepper jalapeno yeah, blonde. We roast jalapenos and we I put was, it in our blonde, yeah. I, I'm, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's probably our best seller. Um we're not in distribution yet, but 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 that's probably our most popular beer. When people come in, they ask about it. Um, words gotten around about it, and we have submitted that to the Craft, beer, Craft Brewers Guild uh, Cup. Hopefully, uh, maybe it'll win a, a medal with the Pepper beers. We shall see. That Coming would be up. awesome. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's a labor of love. It's probably our most uh, labor intensive beer. It, it, we our kitchen, which we have a full full, full kitchen. Uh, they roast our jalapeno. They cut the jalapenos, take the seeds out, take the skin out. 
roast it, blister it, and uh, we pop that bad boy in cold side. And we run a pump through it for a couple of days to get all that uh, great uh, jalapeno flavor out. But you don't get the spice. You don't get the heat with it. So uh, very good to pair with uh, a burger. Um, we have a bison burger with a roasted jalapeno on it. Very good with it. Very good with wings, John. I know. Very I had good them with the wings. other day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is easily one of the best pepper beers in Houston. Oh, dang. <laughs> wow. Says a lot. Thank you very much. There's not many. <laughs> it is really good. It is. Uh, it's really. It's really good. It's like it, it has a it has a refreshing finish. Right. Yeah. You don't really think of a pepper beer as something you're going to want to drink in the summertime on a on a patio, but it's actually a crushable, sessionable pepper beer. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty proud of it. You should be. It's really Thank good. Thank you. Well, the one that we had before this. You said it was a pineapple wit. Right. It was uh, the 40-year-old adolescent, which uh, is a pineapple wit. It's a limited edition beer. We still have a few kegs of it left, so come out and enjoy it. It was actually um, uh, Glenn, our taproom manager, turned 40 years old, the big 4-0. And uh, he was like, hey, can you brew me a beer? And I'm like, sure, absolutely, buddy. And what do you want? And uh, he really wanted some sort of a fruited uh, wit. And so we did our research on what uh, fruit really goes well in a, in a wheat beer. Turns out pineapple seems to be highly rated. So we got some pineapple, pineapple puree uh, and uh, put, it, put that in a, a Belgian wit with uh, orange peel and coriander seed. And that's what it turned out to be. So um, another refreshing beer. I love to pair beers with food because I just I, I very rarely just and you have the kitchen itself. and we have the kitchen. You know you don't. Have I know. To, I know. You know <laughs> Are you guys? But I have a question for you guys. Are you guys pineapple on pizza guys? I absolutely am a pineapple on pizza guy. Yes. I'm a pepperoni on a pizza guy, and never anything else can shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can put. I mean, so I, John would like, yeah. But I'm, I'm a, a like, typically if I go somewhere, I definitely go for the Hawaiian with some fresh jalapeno sure. serranos or something on it. There you it. go. Yeah. So yeah. that that pairs really nicely with like a, a nice meat lovers pizza. Uh, put some pineapple on it. Add some pineapple to it with that Belgian wit, and boom, very nice. So, man, I just. I started I'm just trying to get show. Johnny to eat some I know. food. He's, he's, oh, well, it's, I got it, here hungry. Like, like it's gonna happen. <laughs> Speaking of your kitchen, what are your what's the what's the number one selling like? Because Senate Avenue, this is the there are generations of breweries in Houston, right? The uh, I think those first few generations and and no labels a part of that are these mainly uh, production centric facilities uh, uh, built to grow, built like like built to scale, and then. You have this kind of this Texas Leaguer, Eleven Below, type of this this other generation Spindle Tap, where you have almost like industrial park level, like like these breweries that are, that are meant to produce and the option to have a food truck, like say often. And now you have more the local groups and Avenue, like right, like and this I think is where. This is the end of, of like, of, or the final destination for, for sure. a lot of breweries, like, like should be, which is like, you are the complete community establishment where you have a full, like, you have a full brewery, you have a full kitchen, you, you, right? Like, you can do it all. So, and that, what is the top selling food item? Top selling have? is the burger. It's the it's called the Mayor Burger. It's named after some guy who was mayor. 
What a what, this, this, this <laughs> ego on this man. <laughs> it's got bacon. It's got avocado. It's got all sorts of great stuff. But uh, yeah, the the burger is probably the the best selling. Uh, I think our pretzel is also probably right behind it. We have a nice pretzel that uh, that's good for DJ Muskrat. Trust me, he loves pretzels. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should definitely have one after the break. We'll definitely bring you one out. And uh, but yeah, it's that was um, a space. I think you're absolutely right, Tom. When you describe the generations of breweries in Houston, uh, you've got one, two, and three. And I think I guess we're the latest generation. There's also par- Paradigm and Local Group, and and some breweries that are coming out with kitch- full full kitchens. I think it was also just a product of COVID a little bit um, no. with uh, the rules that were uh, pushed forward during COVID where you needed to have a kitchen. If you were more than 50% food, then you didn't qualify as a brewery, qualified as a restaurant. And that's how we really opened up. Luckily, we got very lucky. That wasn't the plan from the very beginning, um, but we got very lucky with that. Uh, and you're, you're starting to see um, where, where you're pairing beers with food. And Houston is such a great food city. It's one of the greatest food cities in America, if not the best. And it would be just a natural progression for beer to follow suit uh, where you have these great combinations of, of beer and food at the same time. Um, and, and they play, they can play off each other just, just like I, I mentioned earlier. And, uh, but yeah, it, the food makes it a family, family destination. You're not just trying to convince your non-craft beer friends to come here. We have wine, we have cider, we have seltzers, we have, but we also have food. So we're, we kind of call ourselves a restaurant that happens to brew beer at the same time. And because um, we probably sell less beer than another restaurant near a bigger restaurant nearby, but we just happen to love the craft of, brew, of brewing beer and we can craft it to what's on our menu and what our local flavor is. So that's, that's kind of what we went with. Well, it's not just like a typical brewery menu. Yeah. You have burgers and I had that burger the other day. It was excellent. Thank you. Chicken wings, pretzels, but you have like chicken enchiladas on special. Yeah. Today. Yeah, we're in Houston, baby. Chicken enchiladas. We yeah, have tacos. tacos. Uh, yeah, tacos. Um, the chicken enchiladas were part of the main menu for a while. They didn't sell very well, but we just loved them too much to take them off. So we just made them a, 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 a weekly special. We do we do a daily special um, every single day. So Wednesday tomorrow is our Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Super good. Um, it's just a ploy for us to get people to drink more beer make it spicy <laughs> just and that's all it is drink more <laughs> it it's, works it's a strategy yeah. it's, it seems to be working out so but yeah i think i think the food pairing um aspect of it is you're gonna see more and more i feel like you're gonna see more and more breweries with that pop, are you guys still up. trying to acquire upstairs what's going on not really um we're this whole vacant space upstairs yeah. there was an idea to do a cocktail bar upstairs we were going to pair with uh we, we we've always had people come through and say hey we this would be a great idea up there and i'm like yeah that'd be a great idea and we're happy to put uh you know a a cocktail bar on the end of it that also serves craft beer there's a couple of different um concepts out there right now uh in the woodlands the name escapes me but there's a concept out there where it's a, a craft beer uh tap room and then there's right next door is a cocktail bar and it's just owned by the same people. Uh, and I'm a big bourbon guy. I love bourbon and um, you'll pretty much find me at home making old fashions when I get home. 
drink beer all day, drink old fashions at home. Going back to his house. Right? Well, after this segment, I might <laughs> add a long conversation with Val this past weekend. We've been working on some stuff over there and over at No Label, and I can... I can steer you in the right direction, my friend. Right, right. <laughs> Some old fashions or no, beer. No, no, no. No, it, it, no, it's all stuff you can do with beer, but it's yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it like, but, like but after you the want break. A different vi- you want a different vibe when it comes to cocktails, and so that was our Absolutely. idea. Was you you don't you know down here on the first floor you have this nice family friendly environment, and it it can get loud sometimes, especially on the weekends. It can get a little loud, and so having the second floor where it's Lights turned out a little low, a little more comfy atmosphere. Um, that was the idea, but but that kind of fell through for for the for the time being. We're still looking for a, a partner on the second floor to do something during the day. Um, that's the other problem with uh, with a bar is your operating hours are not 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. like you are with us. It's definitely going to be an after hours type of situation. So. Uh, yeah, I'd be. No, I'd love to. I, bars work. I would love to make some cocktails, man. I, I'm very good at it, and I I love I love my bourbon, love my vodka, love my gin. So. Oh, gin. <laughs> no, John. Bad John. Somebody, John, stay back. What? Are you a gin I heard guy? Gin. I do love some gin. Okay, have you tried Fox and Seeker? I have not. Okay, Fox Seeker. So Sean Anger. Uh, he hasn't lives tried in, Seeker. Lives in Jersey Village. He started Fox and Seeker the same time we started this, and you should definitely try it out. He's he's like a a he's like the disciple of gin. He loves gin, wants to make sure that everyone knows how much it can be a great liquor because it's a it's really sort of the third or fourth option for a lot of people. It needs to be higher up, and he's he's the big he's the big uh, he's a pusher of gin. Gin is good. Gin is like um, so. I, I love vodka, but I also hate vodka because vodka It's a is, love-hate relationship. Because, like, I love a nice vodka martini, but the mm-hmm. problem is with vodka is all of a sudden, like, you're drinking vodka, and then all of a sudden you're drunk. It's very quick. Right, right? Because That's how I am with bourbon. Because you Same thing. You can't <laughs> it's too measure, fast. You can't measure. Well, no, but in bourbon, you can measure it. You, you're drinking bourbon. You feel the heat. You feel the burn. You feel, like, Sure, yeah. Your face vodka, gets flush, yeah. Va- vodka, you put that vodka with Kool-Aid, you're just drinking Kool-Aid. Like, vodka is just, like. It's dangerous. Like, oxygen in the room is rising with, like, with alcohol, and, and you don't see it coming. Next thing you know, you're drunk. That's why I don't like vodka. Yeah. Because you don't enjoy the, the journey. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's kind of what Sean it's does. also why I hate Fox and Seeker and Sean, they do with gin. Is yeah. It's like, hey, it's not, let's make some great cocktails with it and let's tell a story behind it, which is craft beer. Craft beer is the same thing. It's, it's, it's let's tell the story about how this beer was made, why it's so good, why why it tastes a certain way, what did you do through well, the whole process. Well, you drink a bourbon barrel aged anything, right? Yeah. And, like, and, and all of a sudden those goosebumps and those hairs – like going in your arm, and you're like, you know, what's the like, what's the spindle tap series that ingrained? Yeah, yeah, yeah. one, two, three, four, right? Yeah. Like, and like you drink it, and you're like, it's like, oh, it's you know, once in a lifetime event, and then the way it just interacts with your body is this whole experience, and you, you, it's like, it's like, you know, like, you did something, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Your, your hairs on your arm are going up, and you're like, and then immediately you turn, you turn over to Garrison, and you're like. Uh, hey, buddy, uh, what's the ABV on this? Because <laughs> my body is telling me it's high. <laughs> the, the, uh, and You can do that. And alcohol can, like, and that's the fun relationship you have with alcohol. Oh, sure. I, and I think the, so that's why, like, gin is, like, a better version of, of vodka. 
And, yeah. And and even though seltzer moves, because it, you don't taste it. Yada yada. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, I prefer. I was telling someone the other day. I like beer because you understand the journey. You feel the journey within sure. your body, within like every you, like. You make when I make beer, the best beers that we make have a beginning, a middle, and an end. A bourbon barrel aged beer has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And gin has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, and, and, sure. and vodka does not. It has a... <laughs> it has a beginning, and then who knows where yeah. beginning and where my pants it's, go. It's a, it's a cheat. <laughs> Yeah. It's a cheat. Like, like it, it takes away the journey. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... I, well, think, I mean, there, there's probably some vodka craft. producers out there that are like, no, you just haven't tried our vodka yet. Yeah, but, no, no, no. <laughs> but that's that's the craft and craft anything is you want people to be taken on a journey. You want, when it comes to any beer that you make, you want it to, again, have a beginning and middle and end. You want it to have something that you taste right when it hits your, hits your tongue. You want to have something that... that Stays on your tongue, and you want to have a finish. So and I know we have to go on break, but are you guys producing anything in barrel aged? Not yet, not yet. You need guys you very soon. Oh. Very, Tom's very soon. ready for the third oh. segment. Our our biggest our biggest thing right now is storage capacity. So, but we're getting there. All right. Well, let's. I'm out of beer again. It's crazy how this works. Right, Why do you keep right, running right out of beer, Segment's man? over. Uh, the pepper beer, beer was delicious. The pepper beer was absolutely delicious. Uh, so was the the wit before the pineapple wit. Yeah. And my standard, you know, normally when I get here is that pale ale. That's just normally you know, what I pineapples drink. Pineapples are the sign for swingers. They put pineapples on the <laughs> on the front of their doorstep, John. So. No, no, they get tattoos of upside down pineapples out. on their knuckles too, man. Well, I, I'm not I, a part of the official. Fi- well, okay. okay. <laughs> I learned a lot about pineapples. In <laughs> All right, let's get to this next Out segment. in West Texas. All right, let's take a break. True Anomaly over in Edo is making great beers like Vera. Vera is an American sour ale heavily fruited with marionberry and boysenberry during secondary refermentation, resulting in bold purple pores and a deeply refreshing berry sweet and tart complement to the day. But it doesn't stop with just the beers. Trivia every Tuesday starts at 7.30. Wednesday, live music, tacos, and reverse happy hour from 6.30 to 9.30. Thursday and Friday, happy hour is from 2 to 6 p.m. and $4 draft pours. If you are running in the Houston Marathon, stop by after with your bib for a free draft pour of a special blend just for the runners. Book the barrel room for your next special event check out the website at trueanomalybrewing.com bearded fox brewing company to put it simply they are simple brewers who love great beer they like beer you can taste they don't want to drink beer just for the sake of drinking beer they want flavor they want hops they want delicious they want a beer that you can experience like aunt rose a red lager with a distinctive red hue and malty characteristics balanced well with the german hops to create a very approachable beer and a crowd favorite locally brewed in tomball texas so come out and try your next favorite beer at the fox den bearded fox brewing company in tomball texas Beer, it's in the name. Cheers. Hey, good beer drinkers. This is John Denman from Drink of Ages Radio inviting you out to Spindletap Brewery. Less than 15 minutes north of downtown, Spindletap is making some of the best beers around. IPAs, double IPAs, lagers, and stouts. Definitely going to find your next favorite beer. Come out and be ready to play, though. Nine-hole championship putt-putt, basketball court, baseball and kickball field, disc golf, or just kick back in the air-conditioned tap room. Great food, excellent beers, and a badass time. Check out Spindletap Brewery. Spindletap, that's T-A-P, spindletap.com. 
right, we are back. This is Drink of Ages radio show on ESPN 97.5. Andrew Mitchum. Senate Avenue Brewing is where we're at. Uh, now there's two beers in front of me. Got two beers. It's the final segment. So we have a little. We have a little gold. We have a little. We have a little black. Like, yeah, a little gold, a little black. The gold is our uh, House District 138 uh, Pale Ale, which I know John's a huge fan of. That's what. That's, that's the one I drink. Uh, he barely has any left, which is I'm yeah, like, his glass just went down. Got a head start. Uh, this was this used to be the House District 135 Pale Ale, but we got redistricted here in Jersey, redistricted here in Jersey Village. So now I decided to take the time to change the recipe up a little bit, go from just straight two row to a uh, Belgian pale ale uh, grain uh, bill. And so that's what it turned out to be. It turned out to be a little more alcoholic. It's about 6.1 on the high end of the pale ale range. Uh, but all Cascade hop. And Cascade, it's just such a classic. You know, Love it. Well, we were talking about Sierra Nevada earlier. Yeah. You know, and Gus and whatnot. But, man, that that is where I put, like, the, the best – Pale Ale is just Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. That is a beer that I can drink. People discuss, like, hey, what would be your island beer? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, gin and Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. John, this is a side note. It just came to me, but uh, Muskrat, you, me, uh, John, and Gus, we, we go over to uh, the Carolinas. We go visit that, that magical facility. And we do our little interview with Gus over there. Andrew like, can come too. How, can I come? Yes. I, I love Sierra Nevada. Yeah. We, yeah. Get, we can have a, uh, 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 a guest in the round segment. A little Ken Grossman yeah. hangout oh, session. I would love it. I'd I be down. Love it. Yeah. I'd love to sit back and talk to Ken. You know, some homebrew oh. discussion. Totally. So what's the what's this other beer that so, so. the dark beer is uh, it's a labor of love. It's called the City Manager which is a uh, vanilla coffee porter. Ooh. And it's named after uh, when I was mayor, we have a city manager named Austin, Austin Belize. He's the city manager of, manager of Jersey Village. He's the hardest working man in the entire city. And his favorite beer is a vanilla coffee porter. And I said, hey, I'm going to make you one. I'm going to make you one. And so I did. And so this is for him. What's the ABV on this one? Oh, gosh. It's just, just shy of seven. So he's a tall man. He's a very tall guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty tall. But uh, he, he uh, helped me through my term as mayor uh, during COVID, which was also during COVID. So, uh, you know, that, that was very helpful for me. And so I felt like a, a great way to repay him was be to make his favorite beer and name it after him. So. All right. I haven't tried this one yet because I'm still drinking the pillow. So it's it's uh, it's a your pretty standard porter as far as the, the grain bill goes, but uh, we added uh, cold brew coffee from my friend uh, oh, my friend also named John at uh, uh, Scars and Stripes Coffee. It's a veteran-owned coffee company, so mm. we used we used them for the coffee, and then we added a vanilla puree. And I know them well. Let me. <laughs> oh, I drink I drink Scars and Stripes every morning. They it's they fantastic. they are they are. At No Label, uh, uh, th- three days a week. And, yes, uh, I met them. Not, as, yes, I have also there, met them. They are here. Yeah. <laughs> John hustles. That dude hustles, yeah. and very great guy. He uh, 
is a he's a Air Force veteran and uh, knows his stuff, knows his coffee as well. And so. yeah, and, and so so th- this is one of these ties that that are like between a uh, uh, Senate like a no label, but like yes, uh, scars and stripes. They the the coffee, the percentage of the coffee sales go back to benefit veterans. Exactly, uh, which is. Uh, it's just it's pretty phenomenal it is yeah it spoke yeah. to me I'm a veteran I was in the army and uh, as soon as that dude showed up and said hey can I sell coffee at your uh, at your brewery I'm like yeah you can absolutely you can so I just spend my time whenever he's here just talking about army and air force stuff it's great yes I Sharing he's, he's in your brunch game, right? Because you yeah. guys are trying to. Yeah, uh, so we also have brunch here, and and he's our coffee. He's our coffee guy for brunch. So, if you ever get out Jersey Village area and you're like, where can I go for brunch on Saturday Sundays? Drop on by, and get some coffee. Well, this it. this porter, it's there's a lot of cold brew in there. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's definitely uh, if you like coffee and you like vanilla, you're gonna love this porter. It's got a lot of flavor. Luckily, I like both. Yeah. Uh, so it's almost like a, I, I don't know, carbonated alcoholic cold brew with vanilla. Yes, it is. It's very easy to drink. It's a very. It's good probably a good. I mean, honestly, if you came here and drank it in the morning, you would. If you put it over ice, you'd be like, "I'm just drinking an iced coffee with vanilla." And I, and I love it. I, I think it's um, – now, John did say next time – so we used espresso, his espresso bean cold coffee this time. Next time, he said, hey, let's try it with the, the dark roast to give it a little less acidity um, than the espresso. So we're going to try that next time. I do what John says. Yeah. that's <laughs> hey, yeah. He, He's a good guy to follow. Great you know, guy. It's funny. So, you know, so uh, John over here – not John from Scars and Stripes, but this one, John Demon, yes. John with the beard. Uh, you know, uh, John does a lot of work with Spindle Tap, and Spindle Tap has its own coffee roaster, like on site. Uh, Matthew, who is amazing, but also always just exceedingly caffeinated. <laughs> like, he jumpy. Like, like he has the he has this coffee corner, like 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 of the brewery, and like some people have coffee partners, but Spindle Tap oh, yeah. just went all in on just like, hey, let's just let's just house it, and like so you just have mouth like Matthew's just running around like you know a mad scientist, um, and for us uh, we do a lot of work with Cat's Coffee. Cat's Coffee is from our Flores Java to our Cafefe, uh, they are uh, to our Golden Stout, like like. Cats is great for us, and right. um, it's awesome that you guys are paired with uh, with John over at, at Scars and Stripes because yeah, like they're just doing like they're like one the coffee is amazing, but two the organization is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's oh. any at any turn that we can possibly give back to anything, we are going to take it. And John has done a such such a fantastic job of. Uh, I'm a business owner. You're a business owner. Yeah. I, lo- I appreciate the hustle. And so just the fact that he showed up out of the blue and was like, hey, here's what I do. Uh, he showed up at the right place, right time. And and it it turned out to be uh, – and we were like, hey, can I make a beer? And he was so he was so excited when I was like, hey, let's put your coffee in a beer. He was like, what? You can do that? And I'm like, yeah, we can do, yeah, we can do that. And I'm like, yeah, of course. And, and brewing, brewing coffee is very, very similar to brewing beer in, 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 in certain ways, and, and uh, minus the alcohol and yeast. But uh, 
you know, I, I've, I see a, a very exciting future there with him. Pe- pe- people have problems being addicted to coffee. People have problems being addicted to alcohol. If we can combine these things. <laughs> just cancel each other out. <laughs> I mean, two negatives make a positive, yeah. right? And I can't, I can't function without my coffee in the morning. So That's true. I, I love his coffee and, and to have it in a beer and for everyone else to appreciate it. And, again, it, 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 you know, we, it, all that. All this goes back to benefiting his organization and, and his business, and which benefits and, vets and, and their and their mission. Yeah. And and I, I love them for it. Hey, so. while we're plugging it, what, what is what is their website? Scars and Stripes. Uh, you can find them on. Uh, I don't know what their website is. Probably scarsandstripes.com. But my my assumption would be you can just Google it or get on Facebook. Scars and Stripes on Instagram. Uh, John though is uh, uh, Scars and Stripes by John. So they're more uh, scarsandstripescoffee.com. Yeah, very easy. And then John is the local rep for here, and he's he's a fantastic human being, and he's usually here on third. Whenever he's not no label, he's here. Yeah, <laughs> that's in another and, company. And, and his mom is usually somewhere not not oh, far yeah, not yeah. far behind. The, and uh, and they love he loves doing vendor markets. Whenever we do a vendor market, he's got a tent here, and he just, he just hustles. The guy just hustles, and you got to appreciate that. Houston's all about hustling, he, and he he's definitely he's one a of the vendor top. now. He'll have a brick and mortar later. Like, oh, he'll like, yeah. I've seen this story happen before. It'll happen again. Yeah, uh, he's he's one of those guys. You see that a lot in veterans too. They they know hard work. They know the sacrifice, and he's doing all that. So, um, loved making a, a beer with him, and I, I loved. I can't wait to see what he says. He says, "Hey, let's try the dark coffee in the next one." So we'll do another. Well, this batch one's of the dark. gangbusters. Put it in a barrel. Yes, I do. I want to put it in a barrel. Oh, that would be really good. Yeah, that's one of our big investments, though, is uh, is our, our water uh, has been a big issue with us here. So we're, we're changing our water system out to reverse osmosis. So I will do. <laughs> you were doing that last time I came here. Yes, I know. And <laughs> our, pu- our pump was John, delayed. that was last week. <laughs> it was, it was last see, week. There's this company, I won't name names, but it's a shipping company that just decides to delay things randomly and our pump finally arrived today so we will be uh uh uh, producing some brand new beers coming out very soon but i want a bourbon barrel age and barrel age once we have our our water correct or water not correct but consistent how often are you guys rolling out beers here like what's the i brew twice twice a week so so your release schedule is like or what's the schedule whenever pretty much tap open whenever there's tap open we we plug it in yeah so um yeah we're not that fancy yet so we can't. Hey, you do have guest taps. I mean, how long will you yeah. keep guest taps? Um, we are a little behind on our brew schedule now because of that water system delay. So we have, I think, three or four guest taps on right now. Uh, I would love to have more guest taps. I think that there John, are... John, this is our chance to infiltrate Jersey. So I've uh, told you about <laughs> Spindletown Brewery lately. When, when we first... Like and I said, El Jefe from No Label. When we first... I know op- how you love bananas. <laughs> when we first opened, you know, we were we were under the gun, and we opened up with three beers on tap, and we had the rest were all guest taps. We had... We had uh, we had no label. We had uh, Klaus. We had we had uh, True Anomaly. We had we we basically went to everybody we possibly could said, "Hey, we're gonna open and we don't have any beer. Can we please have your beers?" And they were like, "Yeah, absolutely." Because at the time, that was in the middle of COVID and no one was selling anything, and so we got a lot of really great stuff. And what what happened was what we thought was going to be a negative on us turned out to be a positive. Anything that we are lacking on, if, if we're out of, of a certain style, we can plug that in with a guest tap. And it turned out to be one of the greatest things 
that helped us get our name out there was, you know, I get to meet John Holler from Holler Brewing. I got to meet Huggy Bear from Local Group. I got to meet all these great people who are hustling out there and get their fantastic beers on tap. And I don't see that as a negative for a place to have guest taps. I really don't. Um, people want to try our beers, but I feel like uh, when they when 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 you've hit your when you you do a flight, they 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 tend to throw in a couple of guest taps in there too. And it, you can find your favorite beer as a guest tap, no problem. And I'm totally fine with that. I'm not I'm not trying to. I mean, ultimately, you you're a neighborhood craft beer bar. And sure. some of them are yours, some of them are some, somebody else's. Yeah, well, I, I, mean, I, I there's love... There's a lot of brews out there that people don't want to brew sours, right? Like, so if <laughs> there, you could, there's if that you, also. If you yeah. could just buy one. But a know. lot of times, too, our, our place is the place that people come out of their shell when it comes to craft beer, is they come to the brewery, and they're, they're, they may be that person that's like, hey, I don't drink craft beer, what's your lightest thing? And I give them that. But then over time, they come over and over and over, to the brewery within like a week and a half they're drinking the darkest thing that you have on then tap boom like right? hey let, let's let's turn you on to a flight let's get you some let's get you some some pale ale let's give you that intro into hoppiness and then okay now now we're sort of the ambassador for some of the breweries that are maybe not so accessible uh they're on the east side or, or they're on the south side and they're they're not on this side so i have absolutely no problem with guest apps i i think they're a, they're a positive and kind of like the brewery 1.0 2.0 3.0 in houston i i do see breweries being this nice uh exchange and collaborative exchange of 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 guest taps uh just to to see who can do it i mean we love having holler we love having local group we love having uh no label we we love having these these beers on tap that maybe i don't do that style as well but somebody else does so let's bring them in here Hey John, let's go to Holler next week and let's talk to John Holler about uh, uh, brewing. We went to Holler last week uh, after we left Platypus. I went to I, I went to <laughs> Holler I for their chili cook-off. This entire thing we were talking their about. Their ESB is fantastic. I, it's so great. <laughs> Kevin, I'm just looking Holler. at Holler. Like, look at the two-day mushroom. Like what? what? I was a character. <laughs> yeah. And then I became a mayor. But you know what? He became a mayor. So it's like which was very dead. apparent to him is that he's really proud of you. Yeah. And he should be because because you. you've accomplished a lot. Thank you, you. you. You've served the country. You served your community. Thank and you. now you get to serve them beer. So serve some beer. What else can you do? I think I'm peaking right now. You've done serving, it. I'm serving beer. Oh, I'm a serving full beer. Full drink of ages clap for you, hey. sir. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever done this before. So, <laughs> dang, I got a standing, I got a sitting ovation. A sitting from, ovation. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding up my porter <laughs> as we talk. Well, cheers. I, 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 I appreciate you guys. Great 100%. time, man. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming out. Yeah, appreciate you guys having us out for this week's show. Um, congratulations on everything that you have going on here. Reverse osmosis system is going to change everything. It's going to change everything. It's going to change everything. But the beers are already good, so they're only going to get better. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I think so. Let's wrap this show up because I've been watching food cross my path yeah, for like the hungry. last hour. And oh, John, this is all on you. <laughs> We've already did a DOA salute, which has never been done before in the history of DOA. <laughs> what, what more can we do? <laughs> well, let's wrap this up. Uh, no, appreciate you, Andrew. It's been a Cheers. whole lot of fun. Congratulations on everything. And uh, you can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to all kinds of places on the Internet. Just look up Drink of Ages. If you want to listen to the shows, I mean, what, we're about to celebrate nine years. Wow. We have this radio show. 
You know, I, I was looking at it the other day. This is this is a whole other show, but we are only a, we're only a few shows shy. It's DJ Mustrach, a four hundred, right? A four hundred. Wow. Like so, it we're, like we're on a run right now. So we got to make the four hundredth one a good one. Mm. It's about time to call Brock and, and and take out all that blackmail we've been getting on him for years. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot. All right, well, thank everybody for listening. Everybody, be safe. We'll talk to everyone next week.